Walt should never have a gun. Never. He shouldn't. Like, seriously. Like, this whole opening with him looking for a gun he could conceal, we've seen what happens with Walt with the gun. And, I mean, Walt did pull up on the uh, on the drug dealers and shoot them in the head and say, run, and all that kind of shit. But in all honesty, the dude was already hit by a car. Where the fuck was he going to run to? So Walt I should know, never have a gun. This is the wrong thing. Walt, and this, I I know Walt has been cooking meth for a little while now. Mm-hmm. How the fuck does Walt know how to find a an, a, an arms dealer that sells non serial numbered guns? Saul. Oh, oh, oh yeah, of course. If Saul can find a nigga who wants to go back to jail bad enough to beat a the lackey That's on true. a drug deal, he could find you somebody who's going to sell you a gun with the serial number scratched off. Shout, and shout out to the arms dealer because him and um, uh, Juan Calero Esposito, they both played in the boys. Yeah. So, he's like, look, man, you're paying me triple for this shit just so I scratch the serial number off of it. And it's untraceable. You don't seem like you're a felon because you're old and white. If you want to buy one legal and it's in your name and the wall's like, nope, I need it. It's for defense. Defense only. It's only for defense. The reason why I'm saying that three times, ladies and gentlemen, is because later on this episode, Walt tries to go on the offensive and Tyrus is like, hey, nigga, we watching you and it all falls apart. Welcome to blood, meth, and tears. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm Derek. That's Brandon. That's Scar. I'm Derek. I'm Derek. That's Brandon. That's Scar. Now, we've all done it. Because the reason why I did that is because now I'm, I'm done with listening to Return to Oswald. And now I'm listening to Cocaine Cougars. I'm sorry. It's not that bad. It's actually a whole lot of us talking about rap and shit. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean... It got to the point to where the the episodes weren't as interesting as the as we thought we were having. <laughs> they weren't. We, we should do a mini season be- before we do the shield or whatever the hell Scar's going to pick. Scar's going to pick the shield. Yes, we should I mean, do out of range. I I just want to say that I, what's out of range? It's on Amazon. Is it a one with season Josh, episode? And we're with sure Josh of it. Brolin. With Josh Brolin. But are we, you know, we should do if we're sure if we're not sure it's a one season episode, then we should do the one with um, Regina King, the one where her son gets killed. I think it's called Seven Seconds. I never heard of that. It's on Netflix. That was greatness. No, because, you know, you know me, you want to do a one season. I got you, dog. The best one season show of all time. It isn't. He, oh, the Black Donnelly's. Ooh. no nope, Firefly. 
No. <laughs> Why you say no? No. It's just Joss Whedon movies, shows. Joss they Whedon. just there's always yeah. a moment where it gets way too in depth and too deep for me and too inside baseball and I just lose it. But that's that's a short show. It's, I mean, it's only one season. It got canceled. I mean, I like Nathan Fillion as much as the next person. And the lady from Suits was on that show, too, and I appreciate her. Oh, let me tell you something. I was watching a Buffy retrospective on the last season. I completely forgot about Nathan Fillion being in that season, and he was fucking awesome in that season. You know why I forgot it? Because I never made it to the end of fucking Buffy. I'm sorry. Grow up. <laughs> I feel like grow up. I feel like grow up is one of the, if used properly, it was one of the best put downs in high school. You still watch that? Grow up. Are you saying it to somebody who watched the Vampire Diaries? Look, grow up. <laughs> but um yeah no we can definitely do the outer whatever because i chose the last here's how it will work you could choose this this inner season one brandon but no wait you chose the last one with the um who done done it but that's because no, that was part things, of my that was that was, that was because pick. Because of all of his seasons, all of his uh, series were short. Then, yeah, you get the next pick for the short one. This one that's coming up, and then Scar, you can have the one after that. Not because he already he already picked the other one too. Uh, was the one um, the 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 the, the who done it? Who done done it? No, that was part of my show. That was part of his thing. He did three shows that were one and season then, each. And then, and then counterpart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the counterpart was excellent. Yeah, he said that he's he planned that out. He told us exactly why he was doing that. So yeah, Brandon, we'll watch your outer network shit. Outer range. Yeah, whatever. Just be sure to remind me or else I'll forget and go straight into the shield. How many seasons is Breaking Bad? We got one more after this. Oh, that's it. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Remind me. We'll be there by my birthday. It's five. It's five. We will be there by my birthday. I, I shit you not. If not before. January 18th. Be sure to pay me. Um, I'm going to have to redact that. I don't want these niggas knowing my birthday. Like it doesn't pop up on every social media site now. You'll be all right. I know. You know, while I'm talking about money and paying me. Why did Biggie say birthdays are the worst days? Because he never got any gifts because they were he poor. he never got anything. Oh, yeah. Even though it turns out his mama was a English teacher? His mom wasn't struggling for money. Yeah, he's from, he's from, he's from Bed-Stuy. That is middle class. That is not the poorest of the poor. Yeah, his mom that's wasn't mid- hurt. That's middle class now. That wasn't middle class in nineteen. No, but even then, I read. I read his book. I read the book that um, one of these niggas just did, like in the past year or so. He wasn't hurting for cash. But and I think it was. I think it was his mom kicking him out the house. His mom never kicked him out the house. That's what he talked about. Yeah. No. No. His mama never kicked him out. 
It could be a um it could be a thing that um they did like uh Fat Joe just did. Fat Joe not wanting to get caught by anyone. Um he just came out and just said 95% of my raps is fake. I lied. I'm um, I'm certain. I lied. No, I think he won the Rico. No, I'm pretty certain. I just assume everyone lies. And Me too. Ventures. Me or too. And shirts from people that they know. That's the only person that I believe 100% when they rap whatever they're rapping about is Lupe Fiasco. Because I don't know what the fuck that nigga be talking about sometimes. I believe Juvenile. I do not. I don't believe that he did a lot of the stuff he talks about on a lot of them back that ass up type songs. I don't think he getting girls like that. Juvenile's not that type of a dude. Juvenile was a nice guy. I, believe, I don't know. I believe People, Jay-Z. Women love Juvenile. I believe Jay-Z. I don't, well, Jay-Z lived in the, yeah, he 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 sold. Hove did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that. If y'all aren't sure, this was a bad episode. It wasn't even a bad episode. Like, when you look at these episodes, this is still ranked higher. Like, this season, there's no real fall-off episodes. It wasn't a bad episode. It was just people doing stupid shit. It was just... The entire episode. Yeah, and it was just kind of... um, It was fillery. It felt like like the the Fly episode. No, what it felt like was... They 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 blew their wand on the first episode. Like they put they put as much as they could in that first episode. So so, so they they shot the load off in the first episode and was like no, we need to bring this down a little bit for the next one. So Mike is sitting at a bar having coffee. Um, he gets blood on his cuff like he noticed he has blood on the cuff of a black jacket and i'm like dude your eyes is great because i may not have noticed that in any moment of my life but you seen it he may have noticed it was wet because when he wipes it it smears so it was still wet and some no he scratched it so it's under his nail and then he used his tongue to wet a the napkin and wiped it so the tongue the napkin was wet oh okay I'm wrong. Oh, but yeah, the Biggie book is called "It Was All a Dream." Biggie in the world that made him. Just in case y'all read, y'all book reading niggas. Um, Badger and Skinny Pete drop by Jesse's place, and Jesse shows them his brand new sound system. It feels a lot like when he moved into Jane's uh, duplex. And was telling him about shit he really didn't understand about. Yeah, talking about the TV. Yeah, now he's talking about the sound system with the uh, cones and the speakers and the, uh, how it decides its own equalizer automatically. Based off of air pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're just like, man, these lights are hypnotizing. And then Jesse starts to crush up some meth, some of the blue stuff in front of him. And they're like, man, I'm I'm on step 12, dog. Also, Andrea said, hey, and it makes it feel like it's been like a couple months or something, but it's only been like a couple days since this whole thing's went down. It, it, it's been like maybe three days. Yeah, you know, it's been more than a couple days. No, it hasn't. Look, he hit the drug dealers with the car. 
He told Jesse to run. Jesse went and hid out in the um at the arcade for like a day, maybe a day and a half. So maybe it's been less than a week. Let's say less than a week overall. I was I will say a week. He goes and finds Jesse, tells Jesse to find the address for Gail. He goes and kills Gail. Then the next thing happens with Victor getting killed. So I would say a week. Yeah, at most. Andrew's been at at the NA meetings asking about Jesse. And Jesse doesn't seem to be very engaged in the conversation that they're having. Him, Badger, and Skinny Pete. Those meetings are once a week. So there's been, it had to be at least a few meetings. No. No. She could have asked about him at the next meet. Or again, like I said, it could be a week to a week and a half. And if it's been a week and a half and the meeting is halfway through the week, that would give her a chance to ask twice. Okay. And that would be, she asked about you a few times. This, the timeline of this show is not that long. Exactly. The gun dealer tells Walt to go home and practice his drawing and firing skills because without saying it, it's like, tell me I suck at using a gun without telling me I suck at using a gun. And that's exactly what the gun dealer did to Walt. So Walt's sitting at home waiting, working on his sitting down drawing thing because the gun dealer is like, the only reason why you would want your gun to be on your right side and be drawn with your left or the only reason you want the gun to be on your left side, be drawn with your right is if you're sitting down. Walt's I, not thinking clearly. So Walt thinks he's going to shoot Gus? Gus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and pulls out the gun. He's going to take his, over the business? His, his thing is, I need to kill this nigga before he figures out a reason to kill me. He ain't got to figure out a reason to kill you. He's fucking Gus. Although they did say something interesting at the end of this episode that I'll get to. Pulls out the gun. <laughs> Click, click, click. Watch me shoot this motherfucker. Click, 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 click. <laughs> Watch. Click, 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 click. That looked like the gun from Boys in the Hood when they were playing <laughs> Duck Hunt. Um, Hank is sitting up in the middle of the night looking at one of his minerals, which Marie keeps calling rocks. Like, if you know it's going to irk him, I, I don't, I know, I shouldn't even say that. That sounds like I'm victim blaming. But Marie wakes up at 2 o'clock in the morning and is like, why the fuck do you got that bright-ass light on looking at them rocks? And Hank's like, you don't understand, which leads to a brief argument, which leads to him suggesting there's other rooms in the house if you're having trouble sleeping, Marie. Last time I checked, this is a five-bedroom house, sweetheart. Last time I checked, we ain't got no kids, so stop acting like a fucking baby, bitch. Right on. I understand rehab is hard. I'm right here with you every step of the way. But nigga, you gonna stop talking to me like that? They are they are completely overdoing it on the purple. I know the purple is her color, but like everything around her is purple. Hey, she needs something to keep her bright and lively while her Debbie Downer like, of a husband is sitting there getting on her about shit. But like, well, she goes she goes to the store and the thing hanging out the bag is purple. Mm-hmm. She's wearing purple. Mm-hmm. She, what she puts on what she has on the gloves to clean his bedpan those are purple like mm-hmm. it's like a lot of fucking purple she likes purple yeah he he likes bubbles so skylar calls walt while he's still clicking and he lets the machine pick up and she talks about hank's bill starting to pile up but then she mentions the car wash purchase 
and he grabs the phone and yells at her for leaving recorded proof of the possible purchase. And she's like, "Are you screening my calls, dog?" Well, but but the but her talking about the car wash purchase is not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Unless he's, she specified what it's for. But. He's just like, we're, we're on tape. We're, we're banging on wax now. Is that what we're doing? Click, 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 click. Like, he's, she's like, it's a fucking car wash, dog. Like, what are we doing? Jesse's party's a real rager. Somebody, I figured they're a meth head, picks up his fucking Roomba, picks it up and takes it the fuck apart. Like, you just see them with a screwdriver pulling at the uh, ceiling of his fucking Roomba. And ain't nobody mad about that shit. Back when this show came out, a Roomba probably cost like 2000 bucks. Yeah, Jesse's he, like... Jesse, Jesse absolutely doesn't give a shit about nothing. He doesn't. Right now. right now, he's in a place, and we'll talk about it, just the psychology of where his mind is. It's literally in a place where he can't be alone with his thoughts. He had a near-death experience saying he killed somebody. Mm-hmm. All in the course of, like... 30 minutes. But he needs to leave for work. So he wakes up uh, Skinny Pete and Badger and gives them money to buy everybody breakfast and restock the liquor cabinet and get the party going again because he wants to jump in when he comes back. I know why Walt doesn't leave because he has a family. Why doesn't Jesse just leave? The last time we knew he, the last time we knew Jesse was going to leave was with Jane. I don't think Jesse's network is that big that if 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 Jesse takes his million millions of dollars and goes to fucking Canada, that Gus is going to find him. I believe it was Prop Joe who said, "Why do every Baltimore nigga think that running away means going from East Baltimore to West Baltimore?" Niggas who ain't left the town think going to another part of town has them hidden. Which is why instead of him getting the fuck out of town last time, he went to a fucking arcade. Well, I think Walt told him to do that. Then one of them is stupid, stupid. Because mm-hmm. Walt knew exactly where he was. But I don't know. I would have dipped out. But like I said, the last time he was going to leave was with Jane when she was like, we can take this money and then we can go to rehab and then we're going to do this. (laughs) Anyhow. I think I think right now he looks at it as um, cooking meth is the only thing that he's good at. The only thing that he's respected for is Conte. And so he wants to con- he wants to continue doing that because to him, even though there's drama around it, it's the only thing in his life that truly works. His mama said him special. After the day's cook is over, Walt changes into a street clothes and puts his gun back on his belt, making sure Jesse doesn't notice. And Tyus, who's Gus's new guy, the new Victor, arrives and they tell him the day's weight. But Mike's like, hey. Gus had a backup Victor just waiting on the bench. Always. Well, I My- wonder what Tyus was doing before this. You got to watch Better Call Saul. He's on there? Yep. Mm-hmm. So Mike pops his head in and says, hey, we got to do another way. It's it's a new policy. 
And Walt's like, hey, 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 Mike, hey, Mike, hey, Mike, hey, Mike, hey, Mike. Can you uh, do me a favor, dog, and um, get me a sit down with Gus just real quick? Hey, I just want to clear the air, dog. After everything that happened with Gail and Victor, I just want to talk to him and tell him that we're all on board and it's all good and he ain't got to worry about nothing. Can you just get me a minute with him? And Mike's like, dude, you're never going to see Gus again. Gus is so ahead of the game that he realized that if... uh Walter ever got a chance to see him, he'd try and kill him, and then Gus would be forced to kill Walter before he was ready, and that would fuck up his whole system. Really? Skylar's sitting in the car with Holly, giving her a bottle, but then she drops the bottle and starts taking notes, so Holly's just sucking up air. She's going to have gas. And she's taking notes on how the car wash operates from the parking lot. Hank walks to the bedroom during physical therapy, which is dope. He has a trainer who's right there with him, goading him, pushing him, you know, making him work harder than he's worked before. And Marie sees that and is like, hey, you want to do this full time? Like we could build a room, like like we'll put a room for you in here because it ain't her money. And he's really responding to you and all that kind of stuff. And plus, you know, his dick don't work, so I can get some of that black love. That jungle love. That in between the sheets love. That nigga gay. And he. How you know? And so he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> he dips out. Um, and the therapist, when Hank walks all the way to the room and sits down on the bed. Therapists are fired up. Hank's fired up. Marie's fired up. Hank gives the therapist a high five. Marie holds her hand up for a high five. Hank leaves her hanging. So she gets a high five from the therapist. And then she goes back into the room, still fired up, and talks to him. And he's like, Marie, leave me alone. He was just in a good mood. And then as soon as she says something, he dies. Nah, but you know know that he he has an issue with her because when they were giving everybody high fives, he kind of hesitated. was like, bitch, I don't want to touch you. That's what I said. He left her hanging like a motherfucker. Like, "Mm, you wash your hands. Jesse's party goes on for a second night and they bring back some pizza that ain't even cut. They're like, we save money. The savings goes back to the customer. And he's like, how long does it fucking take? How much does it cost to fucking cut a pizza? And Skinny Pete's like, hey, man, give me some scissors. I'll cut the shit out this bitch. Same pizza that walked through on the roof. And then there's a ring at the door, and it's Andrea. And she tells Jesse that she's okay. Like, it's been, like, a, a year or something. I'm okay. Brock tries to hop out the car to say hi, and she's like, the grown-ups are talking right now. He's like, yeah, little man, I'll talk to you in a minute. Like, it's been a year or something. And she's, like, there to ask him about the two guys that Tomas hung out with and how they got ran over, and, and one of them got shot in the head. And that same night, a huge bag, a huge envelope of cash showed up in her mailbox. So she goes to Jesse to ask, is, is this from you? Is anyone going to show up to look for it? Really? Honestly, just thinking out loud, 
There's a whole movie called No Country for Old Men where a guy finds money and does not stop to try and find the owner of the money to see if this is from you and if there's anybody going to be looking for it. I don't think too many people are going to stop. Brandon, I know you would, but Scar, if you found money in a parking lot, would you take it to the police department? I want to take it to the police department, but I, I might, I might hold on to it and see if somebody wants to come claim it. If it's a lot of money, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it to the police department. I'm just not taking it. Yeah, I think I'm being. Yeah, it depends on how much it is. Because yeah, how much is a lot of money? Like stacks. Anything, anything over five stacks. Okay. Anything over over five stacks is like. If mm, I find a few, if I find you know a couple hundred dollar bills laying on the ground, that's I'm taking that. If I find a stack of a hundred dollar bills, I'm not touching it. Yeah, no, if it's a manicured stack of money, like with the with the paper still wrapped around it and shit, that's a trap. But if I find something like in an envelope, it's dirty, crumpled up money, it's not in sequential order or anything like that. Thank you, God. Thank you. It better have your name and address on the front. Then I'll give it back to you. But he's like, there's no strings attached and it's hers to do what she wants. And so she dips out like, cool, I'm going to go buy meth. Late that night, Walt pulls up in front of Gus's house with his lights off. <laughs> this nigga unbuckles his seatbelt and puts on the, Heis- the, the Heisenberg hat, tilts down the brim so he's feeling all powerful and shit. And gets out and starts walking up to the front door. And as he's about to get to the front door, his cell phone rings. And it's Tyus, fucking Gus's other guy, who tells Walt, go home. And the way Walt looked around in that dark-ass street, like, how'd y'all see me? Like, they don't have a tracker in his car or something like that. Is somebody like Gus wouldn't have somebody watching him. Exactly. It's fucking phenomenal to me. Before Victor died, Victor was following you everywhere, Walt. Like, why the fuck would he stop? And a delivery man shows up at Marie and Hank's house. And he's like, hey, are there bricks in here? And Marie's like, no, they're rocks. And he wills him into the house. And Marie is taking all these boxes. There's like 50 boxes, it seems like. Maybe 20. But she's taking Why all these boxes, say, big and small. Ask up and come see. It's a great question. And he's like, Hank calls from the back and he's like, hey, are those my minerals? And she's like, I think so. And he's like, how many boxes? And she's like, a million. And he's like, hey, can you check to see if there's any cracks or if they're broken? And she's like, bitch, they're rocks. Well, some of them are really fragile, and bitch, they are rocks. But he's not wrong. Like a geode, once it's exposed, the crystal, it can break, but yeah. Skylar goes to speak to Bogdan, the owner of the car wash, and she's like, he's questioning her ability to handle the company. 
and tells her about all the time he's put into the business. And she's like, how much would you take for this company? And he's like, $10 million. And she's like, I'll give you 875000 and gives him a detailed analysis of where that number came from, including how many cars he does, the valuation of the property, another 50000 just to be generous. And he's like, eh, you know what, now that you mention it, 20 million, bitch. I know your Walt's wife. That nigga grabbed his balls at me. Right. That's the part you remember. Mm-hmm. He, he, he knocked down my air fresheners. He knocked down my air fresheners and grabbed his balls. So 20 million or get out, Walt's woman. You slit. That's a, that's essentially how he was talking to her. He was talking to her awful angry. And the way she looked at him was like, excuse me? Excuse me? Like, you? do you know who you're fucking with? All right. All right. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are these minerals even worth any money? Like, why the fuck is... Why the fuck is he buying these shits? You mean Hank? No. They ain't worth shit. But the nigga bidding on them like they worth shit. The one he was bidding on that they actually showed, he bid $6.38. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they ain't worth nothing. It ain't worth shit. It's a rock. They just, they just look nice. And so some some people some people say that they have properties, but they minerals, dog. Oh, yeah. Face rock, nigga. That's all it is. Well, for all mankind, or for all mankind, once they got to Mars, they um they start sending back uh Mars rocks. Yeah, they do. I, I downloaded that too. I have to get around to it, but I saw that on the previews and everything. And they sell them the fucking Mars rocks on Earth to make jewelry. Well, now you spoiled it. That sounds like a terrible no, idea. Mean, no, that's not a big part of the show. It's just something that happened. You know what isn't a big part of the show either? Not Gail dying. That was big. I feel bad about yes, spoiling that, that for you for like a fucking week. Apple is the king of sci-fi, by the way. I'm still looking forward to Severance coming back. Severance, Silo, Foundation. Foundation's fucking incredible. For All Mankind. Monarch Legacy of Monsters, they just got so... But the Changeling didn't do anything for me. I don't know about the Changeling. You should watch Foundation. The Changeling, that's the one with... um, some nigga's name from Atlanta. Which one? Stanfield? Derek, yeah. Keith, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. He's in The Changeling. That's the one where him and... Hmm? He's a weird dude in real life. You know him in real life? No, just like from interviews and stuff like that. Like he just seems a little—he's—he's he's different. He's not the. I'm no. sure people will say the same thing about me. He's very artsy. That's what they would say. Lakeith is very artsy. If you ever know people that went to art school, he looks like someone who went to art school. Yeah, he's artsy fartsy. Tupac was that way. He tried to cover it up. Oh, That's yeah, true. that nigga. Oh, he was man. I I will never tire of telling niggas about how that nigga just picked up a persona and was an actor and nobody believed it. 
But I saw a, a movie. I might still have that shit on Blu-ray somewhere. Right after he died, a bunch of Blu-rays came out about, or a bunch of DVDs came out about Tupac's life. And on quite a few of them, the outlaws came out and told folks about how Pac was not a fighter. Pac hid behind people when it was time for a fight. Pac got beat up a lot. And then all of a sudden he went to jail and took that street cred of him going to jail and made all eyes on me. Yes. I mean, he was bouncing around stage with Digital Underground doing the Humpty Hump. Mm-hmm. Pac is, we were talking about folks who you believe their lyrics. I don't believe a single fucking thing Pac has ever said. No, I believe what he said before he became a thug. Before he became a thug, I did. When he was making Trapped, when he was making Strictly for My Niggas, when he made Brenda's Got a Baby, when he was doing all these things as a person whose mom was a Black Panther, I could believe all of those things. You know, His first you know, album... That's the young Dave Hollister on Brenda's Got a Baby. No, I didn't know that. His emotional stuff, I believe. He seems like that type of thoughtful guy. His first album, Tupacalypse Now. The album, the, the song titles are as, as follows. Young Black Male, Trapped, Soldier Story, I Don't Give a Fuck, Violent, Words of wisdom, something wicked, crooked ass nigga. If my homie calls, Brenda's got a baby, the <laughs> lunatic, rebel of the underground, and part time mother. No, listen, listen. These are the song. These are the names of his songs from his you first know what album. That sounds like it sounds like the scene on CB4. Yes, listen to songs from his album. It's just any type of like fucking thing I can say to get people riled up. No, no. What I'm saying is his stuff was literally conscious ass stuff. His second album, Holla If You Hear Me, Point the Finger, Something to Die For, Last Word, Soldier's Revenge, Peep Game, Struggling, Guess Who's Back, Represent 93, Keep Your Head Up, Strictly For My Niggas, The Streets Are Death Row, I Get Around, Papa's Song, Five Daily Venoms. That's his second album. The third album, Me Against the World, right before he goes to jail. If I die tonight, me against the world, so many tears, temptations, young niggas, heavy in the game, Lord knows, dear mama, it ain't easy, can you get away, old school, fuck the world, death around the corner, and outlaw. That's when he went to jail. That nigga got out and all eyes on me as ambitious as a writer, all about you, scandalous, how do you want it, two of America's most wanted, no more pain, hearts of men, only God can judge me, trading war stories. What's your phone number? Shorty want to be a thug. Can't see me. Wonder why they call you bitch when we ride. Thug passion. Picture me rolling. All eyes on me. Run the streets. Ain't hard to find. Nigga, please. But, but I mean, he is, he is the Lance Armstrong of, of hip hop. Like, what, like, I, I, I know that this is too good to be true, but when he raps, I believe him. Right? His shit is just I I I love Pac. I love Pac. But as I got older and he didn't, <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> but I mean, as I got older and really started thinking about, you know what did it? You know what really made me start looking at Pac out the side of my eye? Uh Brandon Jinx Jenkins made a show where he talked about Pac and Biggie. 
Like it was what was that show called, Scar? Where he did he did one about um screwed screwed music and he did one about two live crew. That wasn't Mogul, it was the other one, right? Yeah. Was, I can't remember what the name of it because it they took it off of the app that I used and put it on Spotify. And it was fucking perfect. He did one about them. And while he went in one of the episodes, he talked about C. Dolores Tucker. Mm-hmm. And how her whole thing, the whole thing that this civil rights leader was talking about was how rappers need to stop disrespecting black women. And Pac went totally berserk dis- on her. Totally, totally disrespected that black woman. They disrespected the fuck out of that lady. They knocked her crown off and everything. See Dolores Tucker, you a motherfucker. Like, that's almost that's 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 like, wait, why? When you get older and you think about it, it's like, why? It's like J. Cole. J. Cole has a song where he says Oprah hates niggas. I mean, that's very online. It was Mogul. I love that uh, podcast. Mogul was great. Mogul was great. But if y'all get a chance, listen to the one about Tupac and Biggie all the way through. I thought it was um, one of those NPR type shows, too. Did one about Pac and Biggie. But yeah, um, Walt meets up with Mike at a bar. And Mike's like, hey, man, if you're going to tell us about it, you need to be better than you are because you suck. And Walt's like, I didn't want any of what happened to Gail and Victor to take place. I did this out of loyalty to Jesse. He says the same thing he said to Gus, but now he thinks he has an audience. So he says the same thing. And he's like, I just, I just want to find out where I stand with Gus. And maybe, maybe you can get me in a room with him. Because what happened with Victor, that was Gus's guy. What happened with Victor can happen to you, bro. What the like, fuck was Walt thinking? This like, is another stupid shit. Like, yo. Somebody somebody who's not a criminal trying to play king criminal. But mm-hmm. you skip past one important part that I thought was interesting. It may not even matter, because y'all know and I don't. But when he first sat down, uh, Walt's like, let me buy you a drink. And Mike says, sure, you make a hell of a lot more than I do. Which to <laughs> me, I was like, how much is he paying this nigga? If he if he's paying Walt way more and he's doing all the dirty shit. Oh no, they don't bring it up again. He's absolutely right. You do make more than I do. Uh, I'm getting paid to babysit you. Yep. Because if I was Walt, I'd have been like, "Yo, let me break you off some of this then to to help me." Yeah, but what he doesn't know about Mike is that's not the way Mike works, and that's why Mike was like, "Hey, man." Why you got that new gun? I saw it at the lab. Like, you're really bad. Mike saw something that the gun guy was like, hey, man, it's easily concealable. Mike noticed that shit. Yeah, inside inside your waist, right there on your your right-hand side, on your left-hand side. Why you got that? Like, what are you going to do with that? And Mike's like, look, you won. You have the job. Gail's dead. You're good. And Walt's like, you know, I don't know how long that's going to be for, though. So I need you to get me in a room with them. Get me in a room with Gus and I'll do the rest. And Mike is like, are you finished or are you done, my nigga? Right. 
At the point where Mike asks, are you finished? I'm backing the fuck up. Square up, nigga. Show me your chest. Because he's like, I'm finished. And Mike knocks that nigga out and then stomps him for good measure. Kicks him in the chest and the stomach. Then he thanks him for his drink and he fucking leaves. Who the fuck you think you talking to, dog? I'm not one of your friends. I'm not Jesse. I'm not Skyler. I'm not one of the, I'm not your I'm not your punk ass DEA brother-in-law. Nigga, I've done shit you can't imagine. And I'll kick your fucking ass. And you run up on me and ask me to sell out my boss for you? I don't even fucking like you. Okay. You done talking? Cool, catch this. Hands. <laughs> and by the way, a good, good callback to uh, full force on uh, House Party. Nobody ever mentions how those niggas all looked like they were 36 in high school. Nah, I take that back. They looked like we they did. were 28. We did. I did. Yeah, I noticed that shit. That's why y'all motherfuckers should go back and listen to Hindsight. We pick up all kind of shit. After three days, Jesse's party finally winds down and he wants Pete and Badger to stay at his place. But they're like, I think I have a cat. And if I have a cat, then that cat is hungry. I should go home. They'll see him next week. And once Jesse's alone, he cranks up the tunes on his new speaker and he sits in front of one of them and he cries like just that empty space, just those quiet moments where he realized what he's getting into is so much more than when he was just putting chili powder in people's bad meth. <sighs> so was that the line that you wanted to bring up at the end, Brandon? The part about how much money? Okay. Okay. Also, there's a hell of funny commercial for Saul at the uh, bar where Saul's talking about if you had family members who were lost in that plane crash, come see me and I can get you eight figures. But at the bottom, there's a hella fast moving scroll disclaimer. Yes, that shit is hilarious. Hella fast moving. And it reads as follows. Settlement figures for illustration purposes only does not constitute a promise of results. Amounts referenced are before fees of expenses. Every case is different. It must be judged on its own merits. Best commercial ever. I don't know if Saul is very good at his job or very bad at his job. I don't know which one it is. Both. Both. Because I feel like he wouldn't be the person I would get involved with if I was Gus. Well, he well well Gus isn't really involved with him. The the only re, the only connection between them is Mike works for both of them. Mm hmm. Oh yeah. Now here's one thing that I found interesting. This also in the trivia for this show, this episode, the scene in which Walt sits in his car and looks at his reflection to gain confidence, and then puts on his black hat and walks forward is a shot by shot callback to full measure. But in this scene. Walt is intent on killing Gus, whereas in full measure, he's moving to meet Gus after killing the dealers. 
So oh, yeah. vis- visual callbacks. Mm-hmm. Just a way to hype himself up. Hype. <sighs> Brandy, you got anything? Nope. But the, the guy, the guy at the party, who um, says "Wake up and party" is actually Brian Cranston. Yep. With the with the wig and makeup on, I'm gonna go back and find them too. I was like, "Yo, that's dope." I didn't even notice it. Scar, you got anything? You know the usual. Come get these candles. Peace2Colors.com. T H R U Colors.com. Um, and the current code uh, for the rest of the year is Holiday Twenty Five. Gets you twenty five percent off of everything in the store. Go get these candles now. 916-633-1537. Uh, return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. And Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Um, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. Uh, you can also leave review for the show on um pod chaser copy and paste that into the good pods app and then copy and paste that into the apple podcast app you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast uh you can also go to uh buymeacoffee.com slash sscast you can buy us a drink or you can go to the good pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar and then just a tip Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to hot you later. Peace. Peace out. Single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.